Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the Morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Let's have a show. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it is 6 o'clock. On the nose. Not 6.01 or 6.02. Give a guy another minute or two. We probably just jump right in, I guess. Welcome to uh, welcome to Monday. This is it. Splooshy, apparently, on the, uh, the the old traffic report. A little splooshy. If, so if you're a pedestrian, be wary of those splooshy conditions. They'll sploosh you. Get up all in ya. All splooshed. How was everyone's weekend? Uh, so who's who's driving the bus? I can't see. Because that's how they built this room. That Why would you want to see your... Who's driving? It is Dumas. Hey. Dumas, Dumas, Dumas. Let me be your Dumas. Dumas, Dumas. It's a weekend, bud. Oh. Yeah? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Did, uh... Nothing? No. We really? I went to, the, went to a, a patio on Friday Eve. A patio. Yeah. Uh-huh. On, along the old 17th. That was nice. Did you get all boozed up? Get all tanked? Less than I would have liked. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, what did we do? Uh, went to a tattoo convention on Saturday. Oh. That was pretty neat. Did you get inked? No. Did not get inked. Did you get some ideas for future ink? Oh, yeah. We got some prints and all done that were done by the artist. It was a great job down at the Gray Eagle. And then uh, Sunday, just uh, Sunday we rest. Yes. Yeah, yeah. After all of that boozing and tattooing. It's supposed to be rainy this weekend. I know. What the hell? Yeah. 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 Well, it started raining yesterday. It rained pretty good yesterday. Oh, we needed it. So now, are you uh, you are with Tattoo, correct? I'm have... with Tattoo. Yes. How, uh, how many? I think I like eight right now. I feel it's weird when dudes ask dudes about their tattoos. What does this mean? So where, so where do you have them? Oh. So you have how many? What? Eight? Eight, yeah. You think eight? Yeah. Unless someone got... One's high. Slid in there. You didn't even, yeah. You caught you putting butt. it on when you're sleeping or something. You know what? I uh, Well, I was in there. I threw another couple on there what? for you. Oh, wow. oh okay, what? good. Yeah, great. Nice. <laughs> so do they all have meaning? No. Just. They're just there. Just there? They're just there. It felt good. You get one, and then it's like, well, I get another, get, get a third. It felt good. Well, it didn't feel good sometimes. I've been led to believe it doesn't feel the good. The first one, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. But uh, others, it's like, oh, it's a little meatier area. doesn't hurt that much. Meat. Meat. A little meaty area. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so what was your first one? What was uh, the what was the uh, the thought process, the, well, the motivation behind big, it? A uh, big Simpsons guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, Bart uh, as the Raven from one of the first uh, Treehouse of Horror. Okay. He's Bart as the Raven. He's on Homer's skull. That was my first one. Okay, I need to go. I rather than you show me, I'm just going to Google it. Is that all right? Bart Raven Simpsons. Okay. You'll know. And, uh, right. Looks more like a chicken, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> a little bit with the spiky hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've got Bart as a raven. Is the quote there? No, no quote. He's just standing on Homer's skull. Quote, the raven eat my shorts? Yeah. No? No, I didn't get the quote. Okay, so then that was obviously a huge hit. So then, where do we go after that one? Oh God, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember. I have a magpie on my uh, on my arm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. I think that was my that was my first dope. real big one. Yeah. Oh, kind of an avian theme. You're into birds. I like birds. You're a bird guy. <laughs> I really like birds. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have that big eagle right across your back, like Ben Affleck. <laughs> Is that what he's got? The big wing, like the. Does he have a back tattoo? I thought that. Well, now it might be one of those things that uh, Ben Affleck back tattoo. I thought he. Uh, now I don't know if it's real or if it's one oh, of those things, no. but he's got some. <laughs> he's got some serious. That, is a, that uh, is a fire chicken. Are you inspired? No, that's 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 bad. Because what now? What is that? A bird or it's like a? It, it's hmm. phoenix. Is it like a phoenix? I don't. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it hideous is what I'm going to call it. It's a mess and it's like going down beneath his shorts. Yeah. I don't don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like as he ages, that thing's going to start drooping and hanging in areas where it shouldn't. Come on, Ben. Although I think Ben's a bit of a mess. A little bit. So, so that's the uh, that's the tattoo story, the tattoo convention. I bet there was some um, interesting folk that would partake in a tattoo. This one was a little bit less subdued. It was a little bit. It was the or first more one. subdued. More. It was. Le- it was. It was a little more. It was smaller, uh-huh. like compared to the one that they would have at BMO Center or something right. like that. So it was a little more. I don't know. It wasn't crazy. Wasn't like everybody. Right, it yeah. wasn't loud. It was nice. Gotcha. Nice convention. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Wasn't loud. It wasn't nice. It was nice. It wasn't loud. It was. Uh... They just they just didn't let you bring in outside beverages because they don't like that. Hmm. Do they sell you beverages in there? Yes. Get you do. all liquored up oh, and then get, make some really smart the twelve dollar beer life decisions on tattoos. <laughs> it's always good. The liquor will influence it. Here, please have another. Uh, all right. Well, that's good to know. Now. Pinder is off this week. He is uh, in in California or Arizona or somewhere down in that part of the world where the weather is uh, it's not splooshy there. It's uh, it's quite a, quite nice. So a, a much deserved week for him to go and traipse around and do all the things that Pinder does. Uh, but don't don't fret. You are not going to be left shorthanded. You the uh, the listener. Whether you be on the radio, on the podcast, wherever you listen, if you think, oh, you mean it's just we're gonna have to listen to fat guy talk oh. all week by himself? We got good cover. No, oh. no, we we, it's not even not even to say go into the bullpen. We like we're just moving the batting order around. That's all. And uh, don't look now, Marty Rose. But Marty Rose is is in for the week, looking to crush it. In the place of Ryan Pinder. What's up, buddy? Ecstatic to be here, That's, boom. Don't lie. You're, How are we doing, buddy? You are, you are so gr- grumpy already. I... You know what's great? <laughs> you know what's great? No. We hit the air at 6 o'clock sharp. No. And already prior to, I could you could see it in his face that this is a, this is a horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah, no. This time... Why do people get up? What and are do we this? doing here? Yeah, I know. Did you forget you did this for years? Yeah, I did. You're upstairs. And I hated it. Spinning Dua Lipa for a few years, and then you were in here doing what we do for a f- Be lucky if I got a little Dua Lipa. For but... about nine minutes, you were here, and then you. Then you'd. See it. Traitor. Smoke bombed out of here. Yeah, went to work with Steinberg in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. And you, you've. This is not even into day one of the week. Yep. And already. You're again. You're the skin is falling off of your face. I was grumbly moments ago. It's hard to get a coffee in this town at this hour. Is it? Yeah. Apparently, I found out. Apparently. So what happened? Went to go to McDonald's. But up, 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 up. Three a.m. in the morning, you trying to get a coffee. That. You weren't loving it. No, I wasn't. They what, had the old. What did they tell you? Hey, twenty-four hour uh, drive-through. Come on down. No problem. Milk cartons in front of the drive-through. Yeah, hey, I'm like, okay, maybe they'll Can do. You go in. Maybe maybe they'll do curbside. No, 24-hour drive-through. So the skip the dishes guys were literally just like waiting in the doors. They weren't even allowed in. Yeah. So couldn't go in. Try to download the McDonald's app. Okay, maybe I'll sign up for this. See if they'll bring it out. And apparently, I have a McDonald's account. Apparently, apparently not going to go for looking for a password at this hour. So no. So you just went without. Yeah, came in instead. And we don't get coffee here. Why What's would that? we? No. What do you mean we don't get coffee here? It's a place of business. I think most places of business have coffee. Yeah, you would assume, but um, no, we don't. That's something that's changed. We have a text coming in on the fan feedback line, 960960. Isn't there a Keurig or something there at the studio? Keurig, oh. yes. Cups for said Keurig. Hard no. Well, but it's not, yeah. So not not like cups to drink from, but the actual coffee. Yeah, the pods, the the K cups that go in the Keurig. Uh, we had them, and I don't know. There was some sort of a some sort of a deal, I guess, with a local company that we provided uh, them some sort of a uh, advertising. I would guess some sort of mentions on a radio station or a TV station. We have a couple of them in in the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they provided us K cups, mm-hmm. and that ended. And we were told, hmm, I'm now going to use the time frame of months. We were told months ago, yeah. don't fret. We've got another thing on the go. No problem. Yeah. 
So if you have guests in studio, if people come in, don't worry. You'll yeah. be able to offer them a coffee. Obviously. Except that hasn't happened. No. So now we, as a place of business in 2022, do not have coffee at the workplace. Filtered water, though. So what if I do some sort of a, can we order some in? Oh, I was going to do it anyways. Because I know, here's the thing, I've offered to do this, and Pinder has always kind of been, I don't know if I, I don't know if I trust people with the drinks. He feels like they could be dropping some, what? I don't know, some, what do you put in people's drinks? What's that drug, what? what's what? that drug you put in people's drinks, Dumas, when you try it? <laughs> Roofie? He doesn't. Uh, he figures someone's <laughs> going to roofie him. But that's <laughs> but that's the one you use. Okay, thanks. That Dubai. doesn't even make sense. Um, I've had trouble with the clown as well. At that time, I've gone through the drive-through at three whatever. The clown. Set up, 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 up. And uh, they say, "Sorry, we're resetting our system. What? We can't take any orders right now." Same thing with the ice cream machine. It takes them, so you cannot, at the, again, at the 24-hour, whatever they do to reboot the system shuts the entire operation down for half an hour, which doesn't do me any good. You know you don't have to rewire everything when you shut a quick power cycle? No problem. You can usually move on right past it. No worries. But yeah. Well, why don't we do something for you here? How do we, um, let's go, I'm going to go delivery. Are skipping around? I don't know. Um, current location. 535 7th Avenue Southwest. Don't tell them where we are. They'll come they, here. They know. No, I mean, the people listening, they'll come down here with, uh, with coffee. Coffee. Yeah. So are we getting it oh, from the, they do. Are we getting it from the clown? We're in between two clowns. The clown coffee's good. I kind of prefer the clown coffee. Okay, then let's there. do clown coffee. Yeah. Do you need some food? No, no. I had my uh, brekkie, my snacks. I'm good on that front. There's a there's a breakfast bundle. There's four of us. There's four things here. Do you dudes want some food? DVP, you want some food? I don't know. Maybe like a nice McRiddle. Oh no, he's oh boy. Now he's turning. I'm good actually. I need a McRiddle. McRiddle. Settle down. That's the one with like the, the pancakes. Yeah, I'm aware of what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's. Um, he's a McRiddle fan. This is gonna take a long time. This is probably not great. Um, well, I mean, what the hell else are we gonna talk about? It is the Oilers' final home game of the season, oh. so there is that. Too bad Evander won't be there. Yeah, sad. We'll do really it. disappointing. Yeah, let's do this in the break. We'll do it, but we'll get some. Well, coffee. we'll get some Joe going. A couple cups of uh, sunshine on the way down. No problem. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I see that you very quickly. Party uh, Rose. You've you've gone back to a regular sleep schedule because you look awful. Thanks, man. I feel like dirt. Yeah. So you look terrible. You got Good. stamps later. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 12 o'clock. And then I got our Stay new program, down. baby. And then which? Our new show. We don't have a name yet because legals, but. Because le legals. legals. Yeah, we don't know if we can use the term you don't know stamps if you can, talk. If you can call it stamps talk yeah. in place of flames talk. We're waiting for the old. Uh, right now it's just stamps. Lawyers. Well, what, what? listen, if you can't call it stamps yeah. talk. Unnamed CFL show. Well, it does. Hey, we're talking about uh, letter carriers and the mail service. Mm. It's stamps talk. Why do they have to assume that it's going to be about the, the local football team? That's what I said. So it's stamps talk coming up at five o'clock. Yeah. We'll be back at it. When's the, do you collect them? When's the last time you've bought any stamps? I'm, um, do you even mail things? Any? When's the last time you mailed something? I actually I have to really mail something. Seriously, really? Yeah, I just can't. I just don't have envelopes. See, that's the problem. I have the stamps. I don't have the envelopes. Well, they got plenty here. Just steal them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Right. Just go into the thing there and grab a handful. <laughs> Y'all got some envelopes in there? And you know, while you're in there, grab a. If you can find a cake cup a, while you're scouring around. <laughs> grab a pack of paper, you. some pens, scissors. You need a stapler? You want a stapler? Grab one for yourself. Treat we'll yourself. Turn this into the grand and toy. You deserve it. You yeah. deserve it. Thanks, Boom. Uh, game tonight, Oilers Avalanche. Game four, and as mentioned, mm. the final home game of the season for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, I'm not saying the season ends tonight. I mean, I kind of am. I mean, I'm going to make that leap. But uh, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, let's do this in five. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, but whatever. 
It sounds like sour grapes. Ah, whatever. Could be. Whatever. Who cares? Um, but this this series, I'll tell you, mm. Avalanche pretty good. Oilers finding out Avalanche pretty good. Yeah. 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 It started out as Connor versus Nate. McKinnon, McDavid. Let's take a look. And it has been both guys have been flying around and having their impact. But for the Edmonton Oilers, the problem is, is that it's the take the take those two guys out of the equation. And it's how it's trickled down afterwards. Guys like Nachushkin versus Cassian or Comfer versus Yamamoto. Now, in fairness, he got injured, but it's been Ryan. It has been that sort of a thing that is that has not helped the the Edmonton Oilers. As, what are they averaging? F- five goals a night. It was four two Saturday, four nothing on Thursday. Um, scored eight <laughs> in game one. Well, they're getting it from everybody too. If you're Colorado, well, yeah. And you go back to that game. Now it's four two on Saturday with an empty netter. Mike Smith makes thirty nine saves. The the winner is a backbreaker. I mean, it's an absolute killer. The Oilers get a goal that shouldn't go in from Ryan McLeod. Ties things at two, third period. The the place is bananas. They're wound right up. And then, um, well, yeah, it doesn't. Um, uh, yeah. Evan Bouchard again off the post. And Copper out of the box. Bouchard's got to get it back in a hurry. And Copper's got to break. Scores! Leaking through! Mike Smith and the Avalanche have the lead again! Yeah, they uh, they gave up the, the... Well, the lead went to the Oilers early, what, 38 seconds in. And then a pair from Nachushkin, one before the end of the first, one into the second. The goal from McLeod, which is not a great goal on Franco's, probably his first hiccup of the entire series. Mm-hmm. And Smith has had hiccups and great saves. We You got the full Mike Smith package. If you, if you subscribed... To uh, to MikeSmith.com, or you know the the you got it all the newsletter. It was all delivered to you in one in one fine evening. Glove Ten. saves, double pad stackers, blocker saves, diving around. Oh, misplayed the puck, but dives back in, makes a save. Routine saves made to look way harder than they should be. And then, as you heard, I believe you said leaked. And Copper's got a break. Scores! Leaking through! Leaking through. And it and it did. Well, the Comfer reaction is perfect. Because Comfer stops hard looking for a rebound. to get this rebound. Oh, that thing's in the net. Oh, she's dribbler. Oh, she leaked through. Oh, she dribbler. Oh. It's in the back of the net. Raise your arms, pal. I'm going to put my arms up right now. Yeah. yeah. Time for a hug. <laughs> Who who's into some hugging right now, yeah. boys? That's a that's a I big can goal. I go for a big hug. Seven eighteen to go, boys. Feels like a big goal, hey? That feel like a big one, boy. Feels big, a big goal. Seven eighteen doesn't feel so long after those two minutes. I just sat in the box because, yeah. of course, it was him in penalty box for tripping, rightly so. And of course, you heard here at the beginning of the clip, which might be my favorite part, is Bouchard rips that off the post. That is a loud doink. Yeah, that was... He can hit it. There's no doubt about it. Evan Bouchard again! Ping! Ping! Yeah. And as it always goes, how the tide turns. You get a chance at one end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden... It opens it up the other way, Down the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's... uh, Scores! You gotta go on the other end. Scores! Yeah. Out muscles Bouchard. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did you hear Woodcroft asked about that play? No. Was he surprised? No, I don't think Evan was surprised by Comfort coming out of the box. I feel like Jay. I feel like Jay's kind of gone to the the school of I, I don't know Babcock. I'm trying to figure him out a little bit. His pressers there's a are... very there's there's a bit of an air of of cocky confidence, and it would, I guess that's what it is when you're a first time head coach. You need to exude that. If you don't, you'll get eaten up. But I feel like, mm, dude, settle. That that was the exact tone I got when he kind of ripped open the bench and was doing his car salesman stance, waiting for Daryl Sutter after the series two ended. 
and it's kind of continued throughout some of his press conferences and stuff. And like he was adamant that he believed Evander Kane wasn't going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but I don't think he's going to get suspended. Always the optimist. And I get it. It's positioning, and and you got to try and posture within the media and all of that. And you, I get it. It's playoffs, hundred percent. And maybe all of us, we, we we'd all say the same thing. Uh, but it, but Evander Kane did get suspended. He gone. I see you. Uh, you've got the uh, the Dops suspension. Is it worth listening to? Is it as painful as I think it's going to be? The Department of Player Safety, the uh, the explanation as to why Kane is getting a game. My favorite part of these videos is the splitter. <laughs> Saturday night. There's a lot going on there, right? <laughs> you know what that is? That's <laughs> that's somebody who just got the brand new effects package yeah. at, at college. It's like so we got some zips, boops, some some explosions. All you pay right, a lot for that. Four, five, and then the slow Saturday fade night. with the and echo. A nice trail, I like it. Yeah, it's good. And they play it again on the on the on the backside. It sounds for one playoff game. <laughs> what are you a transformer it's, settle down it's really good yeah it's really good so yeah uh, now evander kane the hit on nazim Kadri, believed to be apparently broken right thumb is that what we're being led to believe bednar said no in his press conference on sunday that was the report from kiprios sure I guess when you watch the play, he gets uh, he gets sent into the end boards with some with some real force. It was like, wow, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And then he pulls his glove off to look down at his thumb, mm. to look at his, or at least to look at his hand, and then you know, kind of goes back into his ow ow kind of thing that he's doing. Uh, he was at well let's let's take a listen to it. I mean, this was the uh you want to talk about some production. And across it goes to Kadri. This is the line that Kadri flat there by Kane and Kadri shake it up. Kadri's trying to get the hold of the puck and right on the numbers. Dangerous play, Kadri goes down and he's still down. That's one you gotta slow up. You could see the cross check right across the nine and the one. Reviewing the play. The call is confirmed. We have five minutes on 91 for boarding. Yeah, he's out. He's out. He'll be out um, for, for the series at least, if not longer. I mean, the hit, it's the most dangerous play in hockey. I mean, it puts him in head first from behind, you know, eight feet off the boards. I'll leave it at that. I was on the bench, but I don't like it. Those are the ones that kind of gives you the chills down your spine, and, and it's you're taught from a young age that you don't do that and, and especially in that distance from the board so it's a dangerous play and I don't know what else to say I'm sure they'll take a look at it so that Jerry Bednar and Gabriel Landeskog mm-hmm. after the game and out he's out done for the series done for at least the series and the speculation is broken hand so we'll uh if he regardless if it's a wrist or a hand or a shoulder for for the coach to come out and say he's out for the rest of the series uh, it's it's significant enough. Not surprised because it was. I mean, it was. It was a bad hit, and Kane can, you know, throw his hands up and shrug his shoulders and wonder what, what, why, huh? And and Jay Woodcroft can be as surprised as he wants, but they both know it's a hit from behind into the boards. And regardless of whether Cadre was injured or not, it's got to get a suspension, and he's getting a game for it. And I know we've talked to Brian Burke before. We've talked about it with Friedman before that. Uh, Playoff suspension is weighted a little bit heavier than a regular season, so would it have been two or three in the regular season? I guess that's what one game would suggest to us. But now you've got the Oilers going into a must-win game tonight without their top goal getter, without mm-hmm. Kyler Yamamoto, who had been playing really well on that line with uh, with McDavid to this point. And according to practice yesterday, it was Zach Cassian skating with the McDavid line. So dare I say, a bit of a drop going to Cassian 
riding shotgun on the McDavid line. Well, if he's riding shotgun on the McDavid line, he's going to get about as much ice time as he's had in the entire series combined. As a guy who throughout the first, you know, couple series was playing six, seven minutes, like the drop off is substantial. The one thing that he brings that's similar to Evander Kane is that physicality, but he has nowhere close to the speed, the hockey sense, the shooting ability, the ability around the net. I've always been it's, Sorry, I keep I, no. just the 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 whole Cassian experiment, the whole Cassian thing. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I he is what he is, but it feels like sometimes o- the Oilers see him as something different. Yep. Where he gets, I don't know. I guess I need to look deeper, but I feel like he's been overpaid, overvalued. Oh, just everything about him and what he really is. Seems like the the view of him has always been greater in Edmonton. He had six goals this year, two goals last year. Now back to back, fifteen goal seasons. So I guess he sucks you in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I dare say, if you watch those fifteen goal years, it was not an abundance of goal scoring ability. It was probably playing with the best player in the world that got him there. There's just got to be a better option, is there not, for the Oilers than than Zach Cassian at this point? I look to Pulley Yarvi, who I think is a guy that has been really underutilized there. Big body, plays well against the boards, has a good shot. He can play a physical brand of game. Like I think especially lately, the last two games I've kind of watched, I've People quite liked him. when I've seen him. Right? Fans hate him. There's, a, there's a, a wide swath of that fan base that are done with that It guy. feels like it's right down the middle. Like, you've got a handful of them that are supporters, and they it's a lot of the analytics crowd who believe that he should be producing more than he does because that's what the analytics say, and then it's the eye test crowd that says, this guy plays six minutes to 12 minutes a night. He gets good opportunities, but he's never able to finish. And I don't know. I, I don't know if you're going to get much more from Zach Cassian in those type of situations. Oh, I saw somebody. I can maybe find it here. Um for whatever it's worth. Um, the, 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 to your point, that whenever somebody jumps to the defense of that guy, Pugliarvi, it's all about, and it's con- it's just nothing but your XQO Expected times goals 60. For like, it's and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, but at the end of the day, there has to be something more than that. It's it's the res- it's a results business. You're in yeah. the playoffs. Um that's fine. If if you think he's doing all of this, then I would suggest that the coach would probably have an idea that ever. I just it's enough. At the, at some point, you have to look at it and say, no, he's not producing. Yep. To that uh, to that level. Now, to your point, is he maybe a better option than Cassian if you're looking to generate offense? Because if what do we know about this game tonight? The Oilers are not going to shut them out one nothing. Nope. You're probably going to need three at the bare minimum to win this thing, whether it's got a, an empty net or not. So how the race to three and to think that the Oilers would have to be in a spot where they're needing to muster offense would not have guessed it. And that's credit to the Avs. But um, it just does not. It, it just doesn't look to me like Cassian's the answer. And maybe they don't have the answer. Because on one, you've got you've got Drysidel who was on one leg. We were told coming into the Calgary series, he gets twisted up again the other night. He looks like he's bar- he can, sometimes he looks like he can barely get around, and then yeah. other times he's blowing by defensemen. So I don't know exactly what you're looking at there. Depends on how late you are into the frame, I'd say. But you've seen a lot of. I mean, Hyman has come back to earth from the from the uh, yep, for sure the second round series, and it's now back pretty much on the shoulders of Drysidel and McDavid. Ryan Nugent Hopkins hasn't looked as dominant as he did, especially at times in that L.A. Kings series. The one guy who's really impressed me for them is Ryan McLeod, who scored that goal against Francois, and he had great speed through the neutral zone to set up the chance. You obviously want to stop there from the goaltender, but it was a nice play by him. But he's kind of your third-line center, so I don't necessarily see a situation where you can jump him up in the lineup to play with some of those top guys. I really felt that for Edmonton, in that series against Calgary, their top six carried them through it. Like they they were 
the team that deserved to win that series, but I thought a lot of it was the top six and primarily Connor McDavid. And when you take two parts out of that top six, being Yamamoto and now Kane, I just really worry that you're going to be able to get the production because literally they had four guys a night in the Calgary series and sometimes five guys a night who were skating less than 10 minutes. And now you're asking some of those guys who that's probably appropriate ice time for them to play more and produce and do it with the best player. It's a tough situation for them with Mm -hmm. injuries and with the suspension. Yeah, Yamamoto and Kane come out, at least for tonight's game. Hyman has he scored in every, go- every game of the series against the Flames. Now he's yep. come back down. You mentioned Nugent Hopkins, so that's McDavid, Dreisaitl. I, I thought McLeod had a good series, in a way, quietly against the Flames. He mm-hmm. scores the other night. I've liked his game. But now it's Fogel and Archibald and Cassian and Pugliarvi. And, Ryan. And on the other side, you got the Avs, and they're... And they're JT Comfort can do no wrong right now. It felt like that was the series the other night, and that's maybe overstating it. And yeah, the Oilers can win, but you were in a tied hockey game in the third at home with a chance to make it two to one. You were being outshot, but you it 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 wasn't I mean, it wasn't a a lopsided affair necessarily. Smith was keeping them in. What were the shots? Shots were 43-29, but through the first half of that game, it, it was pretty tight. It was a pretty close game. And did they deserve to be tied after the McLeod goal? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But who cares? At this point, it's not about style points. They were right there. You don't end up winning that game. You lose your top goal guy. Turn You can turn lights out. It's over. That's how I feel. I'm really interested to see kind of what the mood is in the arena tonight because I think it's going to be a little bit I don't know if somber is the right word, but it was going nuts after McDavid gets the early goal and, oh, we're right back in the series. Things are feeling good. And then just the, especially the type of the goal that kind of tied that one up going into the intermission. And now you've got people milling around the concourse and they're getting anxious and they're chatting with each other after Nurse kind of deflects a pass that was really to nobody into his own net past Mike Smith. Mm Mm-hmm. And from there on out, I just I just thought the building was kind of out of it. And that was the one thing, because, you know, on Flames Talk, I had said this is probably a five-game series. Colorado wins the first two. Edmonton capitalizes with the crowd in game three. And then Colorado is able to kind of close it out in five. And with just the way that that kind of panned out in game three, like like you said, like I thought that was a game that Edmonton was right in. They had a chance to win it. Yeah. And especially to lose that way. With your kind of one of your one of your top defensemen, one of your top four guys getting out muscled right after he hits the post, and then it, what was the term, leaked through yeah, Mike Smith. Yeah, le- it leaked through for sure. That's just a killer. And what's tricky about that play is, especially if you're Bouchard, mm-hmm. you're on the power play, and as your mindset, all you're thinking about is score. And he's the umbrella. He's the he's the high man. He's there's We're no scoring. one behind him. I got to put this puck on net. Penalty for Confer came at 10.32. We're in the second half of the third period. Tie game. We just scored. But room is, the building's buzzing, and we got a power play. Here we go. We're going to get the lead, get the goal, get the lead, get the lead. And then just like that, and you heard it. That was not an edited clip. It went from ping to back of their net in, what, 10 seconds. Yeah. So you're dialed in on scoring, and then all of a sudden you got to make a defensive play. And a guy who's been sitting in the box, plus he hasn't had a shift in three and a half, four minutes. Looked like he was coming out of the shoots at Stampede. He's going to be, yeah, blows right, well, shrugs him off. Sent him to the uh, sent him to the gym, is that what it is? That's the Johnny quote. Yeah. Sent him to the gym, and then... You go, want a save there. Somehow, you need a uh, save there. Yeah. And it was crazy as Smith had made some big saves there. Yeah, 100%. Leading up to that. He like made a said. huge blocker save. He came across. <laughs> he had made some stops. It's the Mike Smith experience. It's what you get. Edge of your seat. It's like this. Look, look, this guy's this guy's feeling it right now. This guy's feeling it. And then leaky. He always has you on the edge of your seat, and he has the ability to kind of have you launch out of it and then absolutely sink into it and feel like you're never going to stand up again. You know that saying it where or at least how it's referred sometimes when a goalie is really playing well. Uh, they're just it, it feels like they're never they're not gonna get one on this guy tonight. That's never been said about Mike Smith. As it, 
He as as well as he's played, he could have a shutout, ninety saves going into the third. No one has ever said, "I don't think they're going to get one on this guy tonight." Because every be, once in a while, you beat him from one hundred and thirty-two. Be a dump in from the top of your own, your own face-off dot. Ah, and there it is. Ah, Smitty, what a guy! Sweet, sweet theater, boom! Sweet, sweet theater. We'll have it for you six o'clock tonight. A Avalanche lead. Of three nothing, so it's what the Clarence Campbell uh, is it a bowl? What do they give? It's like a uh, it's a, bowl. Isn't it a jug. Is it's it a, a bowl? It's got handles on it, right? Yeah. Hey, I asked this to Pat last week. Yeah. What do you think Daryl's gonna do with the Jack Adams on the farm? Um. We came up with hat rack. It was the best we could do. You know what'll happen there is, Mama will be like, "No, Daryl, you can't." Use it as a, give it here. We'll put it somewhere so she, she will step in and do something nice with it. But if it were up to him, yeah, it would. It would just be sitting behind the seat of his truck, <laughs> rattling yeah. around. Hey, can you grab those? I need that. Uh, I need those those tie down straps. Can you grab them? Well, what is this thing? Oh, it's I don't know. What it's is, it's a big piece of metal. It's the Jack Adams. Just don't don't worry. But don't make sure you don't wreck the tie the tie downs. <laughs> We'll break. Busy show today. Oh. The uh, hour number two is uh, it's jam-packed. Dave Randorf, play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, good enough to join us again. He's been in every round. And a big win for Tampa. You talk about a team until they're dead. They ain't dead. To be the man, you got to beat the man. How about the Tampa Bay Lightning? They have shown resiliency throughout this entire playoff and again yesterday with a goal in the final minute to win a hockey game. Feels like that's happened every two or three games for them. Last Yesterday, I guess it was yesterday, because it was an afternoon game, Andre Palat, seventh round pick, great feed from Kucherov, Still scores, good. all right, game four, in a position to tie it up, bananas. So we'll talk to uh, to Randorf, Sean Van Kestren, the tournament director of the Shaw Charity Classic, coming to our city. Some names going to be unveiled today. Did you see the list? Hmm? Not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not. No spoilers because they have got. Uh, I believe at some point this morning, about in the seven o'clock hour, the press release will come out with the first names, or at least the latest group of grouping of names that are coming to Calgary for the Chaw Charity Cloud. Wow! I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: big names. Wow! These are names that will get you excited. Huge. I'm and excited because of COVID and the fact that the event hasn't taken place or it's been limited and all of that. They are doing everything they can to make it affordable, and if you want to be there, they want you to be there. So that is awesome. Details coming up with Sean. At about 7.40 or so. Ken Weeb, we know him from Winnipeg. He is now contributing with Sportsnet. He is covering the Avalanche Oilers series. We'll be there tonight for the uh, the final game of the round three <laughs> Western Conference final series. So we'll talk to Weebs about that coming are up. Are they all going to uh, wear black to this game today? Ah, uh, you know. They are trying to become the fifth team ever to come back from an 03 deficit. And we wish them good luck. Good luck. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The program continues, brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. If you're looking for a place to hold your company golf event, or maybe just a relaxing round, Sundry Golf Club can deliver. Book your tee time online, sundrygolf.com. They have the stay and play packages now available, starting at $189 per person based on double occupancy. Get yourself to uh, Sundry. Book it. Sundrygolf.com. You were golfing on the weekend there, Marty Rose. I did. How's uh how's the game going? Okay. Yeah. How many yeah. rounds in are you now? Six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah. One nine. Yeah. Six eighteen. Just to wet your whistle. Or what was it? Pretty deal? much. Yeah. yeah, well, it was a time crunch. With this new schedule. Like back when I was working with you guys, you have so much time in the afternoon and the evening. Yeah, there is that. And I wasn't on the air, so I could just gallivant and do whatever I wanted. It was just producing, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's different. So now you're less golf. Now you're doing afternoons and you're you're on the air lots, talking lots, and doing and all kinds of yeah. things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So now, um, yep. 
if you had your druthers, which show would you want to come back and do the morning stuff and then have time for golf? Or, and I, I think the face that I'm looking at right now gives me the answer, but, uh, or would you rather stay in the afternoons and then sacrifice a lot of your day with and free time and that, but be able to sleep past three or 4 a.m.? Like, it's so crazy that I actually didn't hate getting up at 4 a.m. and having the rest of the day. Like, it's honestly the one of the things I miss the most about moving to afternoons was just you get up, you do your show, go to a little practice, day's done by 1 o'clock, have at her, have mm-hmm. a nap, boom, rest of the day is all yours. So I definitely miss that. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Yes. 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 It's a little bit of both. There's no doubt about it. And Pat never sings to me, so there's that. There's less singing now. Oh. There's not there's we don't we don't play music no. anymore. People miss it. And now when I say when I say people miss it, uh, I, I guess I miss it. A few people are like, Well, how come you guys don't do the music? You don't don't miss some people miss it. Mm. I kind of miss it. it was, oh, I you miss know, it. You know, it was it would change your mood sometimes. Put the like, bird in the air. Oh man, yeah. Put the bird in the air. Piss the boss off. It was yeah. great. Flip him off. Flip him the bird on the way out the door. Yeah. That's Have right. a good weekend. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Uh, busy hour number two coming. So we best uh, get to Ooh. this. It's the Pinder Report brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repair is in service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. I'm Matt Rose. Marty Rose. Yeah. I'm Matt Rose. Love That's love. me, Boom. That's you, buddy. And we'll start with the NHL, my friend. And a Flames note to kick it off. Daryl Sutter, of course, won the Jack Adams back on Thursday night. We continue to find out more about the major awards. And on Sunday, the Selkie Trophy Got announced, and Patrice Bergeron wins it for a fifth time. Massive achievement, but how about Elias Lindholm finishing second in voting, including 21 first-place votes from the Professional Hockey Writers Association? Surely you watched them a lot. Surely. They must have watched them a lot. Bergeron, 161st-place votes. Lindholm, 21 first-place votes. But still... Just to be up in that category, it's a pretty big deal. 25 goals, 65 points in 73 games for Bergeron, plus outstanding defensive metrics. He was plus 26 and 36 years old. Lindholm, 42 goals, 82 points, 82 games. A ridiculous plus 61 at the age of 27. Once again, just to finish second behind Bergeron is a pretty big deal and could help him in the future as well because this one, you know, it's a little bit of a name brand award per se. Boom. Yeah. Other Flames, uh, Backlund finished 13th. He had four second-place votes. Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau both uh, tied for 27th with a fourth-place vote each. So not close, but with with a fourth-place vote. Shout each. out Greg Wyshynski for voting Matthew Kachuk and mm-hmm. Eric Engels for voting Johnny Gaudreau. Well, that's nice. Eric Engels uh, has been a Flames uh, Flames guy for a while. Mm-hmm. He had them. What did he have them? Uh, like a cup final or something like that. And he was. Uh, he's he's been a guy that's he's believed in the Flames. Leading the charge. Yeah. We love to see it. Need a little love out east every once in a while. Conference <laughs> finals continued over the weekend. Saturday saw the Western Conference Finals shift to Edmonton for Game 3. Rogers' place going crazy, especially after McDavid scored in the opening minute to throw the building into even more of a frenzy, but maybe too much for Evander Kane, who laid a dangerous cross-check to Nazem Kadri as they went into the boards quite fast. 28 seconds after the McDavid goal, five-minute major for Kane, but he did stay in the contest. Kadri left. He's going to miss the rest of the series, as confirmed by Jared Bednar on Sunday. Kane might miss the rest of the series as well. He was given a one-game suspension by the Department of Player Safety. Won't play for Monday's a possible series clinching game four. Avalanche wouldn't score on that power play. They would tie the game late in the first. It was tied into the third. And later in the period, the Avalanche take a tripping penalty. JT Comfort tripping Leon Dreisaitl. Oilers pressing as Comfort's time in the sin bin comes to an end. Bouchard in a foot race with JT Comfort. Comfort wins it. Comfort shoots. He shoots! Goal JT Comfort! 8-7-7 goals now! Out of the box! Into the net! That's the game winner. Connor McGahee with the call. I believe the TV play-by-play guy Mark Moser might have been doing color there or something along those lines, so he tried to also call the goal at the same time. Yeah, they were very excited. Comfort shoots! He He shoots! Goal (laughs) 
Yeah. Good jump on the call there. Oh, yeah. That's your game winner. Comfort Muscles Bouchard able to beat Smith 5-hole. Avalanche score an empty netter. Take game three by a 4-2 score. Game four tonight, Noah Vander Kane suspended by the Department of Player Safety. So the Oilers will have to win without him. Jay Woodcroft said in his Sunday presser he was being optimistic that Evander would play. I think Evander will be available for us tomorrow, and uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but, um, you know, if uh, things go the other way, we'll deal with it when it happens. So we'll see what the lineup changes end up being for the Oilers. Jason Magna looks like he'll draw into the lineup for the Avalanche with Caudry out, causing a shuffle of the lines for the Avalanche, perhaps some... Miko Rantanen at center. I mean, he did a nice job in uh, playing center when both Mac or Naz were out of the lineup, and we found some good line mates for him, and they produced well and were responsible on the defensive side of things, so it's definitely a good option for us. That's Jared Bednar talking about Miko Rantanen possibly moving to center. Six o'clock start tonight. We'll have it on the radio. Sportsland will be loaded up with your TV coverage as well. We have Ken Weeb talking about this series around 810. That's an hour three of Monday's program. Eastern... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For the podcasters and for the live radio folk. Okay. Got you got to yeah. differentiate. Easter Conference final got interesting on Sunday. Friday saw the Rangers take a 2-0 series lead with a 3-2 win. So Sunday, Rangers on the road. Chance to push the two-time defending champs to the brink of elimination. But I think we all knew it wouldn't be that easy to beat the Bolts three times in a row. Friday, bit of a matinee playoff tilt down at Amelie. Scoreless first period, but the red light came on in the second due to a handful of penalties. Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider scored for New York before Nikita Kucherov scored to bring the Rangers within one. Stamkos would add another power play goal in the third, so all tied up. Looking for some Sunday night overtime, perhaps, before, well, then Nikita Kucherov did Nikita Kucherov things. Left point headman. Across ice feed. Pallant! Score! Pallant! Andre he doesn't mention Nikita Kucherov, but there was a really nice no-look, one-touch pass from Nikita Kucherov in there as well. Andre Palat sneaks a shot. Just past Shesterkin on the short side. 3-2 your final. 2-1 the series score. Tampa has a chance to even it out Tuesday. An injury to monitor ahead of Game 4. The Rangers lost forward Ryan Strom. Gerard Gallant did not have an update on him post-game. So we'll have that game for you on Sportsnet 960 as well. A couple other quick hockey notes before we do move on. The Stockton Heat play game two of their AHL Western Conference Final against the Hurricanes affiliate, the Chicago Wolves. That game will go at 6 o'clock Calgary time. You can get it on the AHL's website. The WHL Final is tied 1-1 between Seattle Thunderbirds and Edmonton Oil Kings. Game 3 Tuesday, Flames prospect Lucas Siona plays for the T-Birds. No points in the series yet for the 2021 sixth rounder. We'll shift to the Diamond, the Jays. Rolling into their weekend series with the Twins. Eight straight wins going into Friday's action. Four home runs for the Twins would end the streak at 8-9-3 the score Friday. UC Kikuchi taking the loss. Saturday, a bounce back. Jose Burrios on the mound. A pitch seven strong innings, allowing three hits. Well, Bo Bichette, Vladdy, and Locomotive Kirk all hit home runs. Backing their starter with a 12-3 win. Chance for a series win Sunday. Kevin Gossman was on the mound. Twins DH Luis Arez was on base a whopping five times from the leadoff spot. Led to two runs. Helped the Twins beat the Jays 8-6. Toronto scored three runs in the ninth to make it interesting, but too little, too late. Toronto will begin a three-game series in Kansas City this evening. Ross Stripling heads to the mound for Toronto. First pitch will go at 6-10. Kind of surprised to see Gosman get uh, touched up there by the Twins a little bit. Weird, because he got knocked up, and then it was Burrios who uh, was throwing heat. He's had a hard year. That's what I think. It's like kind of having one of these talking Burrios. Burrios, you can really kind of... Bang I got B. I got like my little Kevin Barker going on yeah, there. B. I don't know what that was. Uh, the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics game to a dominant performance from uh, Steph Curry. He's on fire. He's on fire. Led all players 29 points, 107 to 88. Your final Warriors outscored the Celtics 35-16 in the third quarter to take the game after it was only a two-point spread at the half. Boston took game one on the road, so they split the first two games as that series shifts to Boston for game three on Wednesday. 
Just a couple other notes. The Memorial Tournament on the PGA, 35-year-old Billy Horschel won his seventh PGA Tour. Final score of 13 under. Up next, the RBC Canadian Open from St. George's Golf and Country Club in Toronto. 21 Canadians in the field, highlighted by Corey Connors. Plenty of big names in this one. Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, and returning champion Rory McIlroy. That gets going on Thursday. The French Open wrapped up. Novak Djokovic won as the eighth uh, defeat of the eighth seed Casper Ruud in straight sets. No, Rafa Nadal won. Oh, I wrote this down wrong. Novak Djokovic coach <laughs> was really mad uh, because of how people were treating Rafael Nadal as he won once again at the French Open. Fourteenth. On the women's side, it was number one seed oh my God. Iga Sviantek beating 18th-seeded American Coco Goff in straight sets. And the Stamps made their final cuts over the weekend. Hooray. Uh, they start their series on Thursday, hosting the Alouettes. Didn't throw a pick. Let's go. Didn't throw a pick. Okay, what was that? Uh, that was bullied by Mitchell after he didn't throw a pick. Didn't throw a pick. Let's go. He's very excited. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's your Pinder Report. This is brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Well done, buddy. Fan feedback line. Maddie Rose. Marty Rose doing the Pinder Report like he's got somewhere to be in 10 minutes. Uh, We do. It's a chat with Dave Randorf. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you can. Yeah, we got to got somewhere to be. I mean, if Pinder was still here, we'd be just doing hockey stuff. We'd still be talking about, yeah, he'd be crushing Mike Smith for the ninth yeah. minute in a row. We can go back. No, nah, it's fine. We got all day. You want to keep going? Dave can do 720? No. Uh, Ken Weeb in hour three, covering that series. It was just, I was trying to keep it tight. I didn't want anything to leak out of the Pinder report. No, it's, and you know what? I got to you kind of late. But you can, pay, you can uh, definitely let your uh, letter breathe. There's no need to scramble through it. We got all kinds of time. It is a three-hour show. But you're right, Dave Randorf, the play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, good enough to join us. He's been awesome for us all playoff long. He's back, and so too, I guess, are the Tampa Bay Lightning. We know what an 0-3 deficit looks like if you're an Oiler fan. It would have been... Uh, not quite as daunting, I would think. You probably, if you were to pick a team to come back from 3 would it be Tampa versus the Rangers or the Oilers versus the Avs? I think most people would go with the uh, the, uh, the two Florida time, guys, the two time Cup champs. Uh, Steven Stamkos said afterwards, "It's a new series now. We're in this thing." Oh goodness! And it just feels Look like oh, ordinarily you'd be you'd be oh, talking no. like. Oh, that's just posturing in the media. Yeah, yeah, Steve. But there it feels like, no, I'm, I'm, y- you really are, aren't you? You really are back, yeah. aren't you? So we'll talk to David when we come back. Do you guys' ring uh, sizes changed or are they just <laughs> carrying over? The program. Coming up, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.